Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council, and also to episode 265 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, the show is uploaded as a podcast eventually. I know I'm a bit behind, but my plans for the week, which was to try and get a lot of stuff done, not just getting podcast episodes done, but also trying to do some more stuff with Patreon, Subscribestar, uh, Locals, of course, trying to really push that, has kind of been, you know, pushed aside because Baby Thor is still sick. Um, and thank you again, everyone, for your prayers and well wishes and for understanding why I had to cancel the stream on Saturday when all of this stuff started. Um, but he's still having some digestional issues, and because of that, and because of the very well-thought-out policies of uh, the daycare that we use, if a child is showing those kinds of symptoms, since that can be very contagious, especially, they uh, ask that they... Uh, the children be without symptoms for 24 hours, which I totally understand. But what that means is that I have had two days, Monday and Tuesday, full stay-at-home dad mode again, which is also going to be guaranteed for tomorrow based on how today went. And I'm starting to think that it might go all the way to the end of the week uh, unless we see a major change. Luckily, baby boy, baby Thor just hit nine months. So that is very, very exciting. It also means that we'll having his nine-month checkup tomorrow. So luckily, we will be going to see a doctor since that was already on the plan and schedule for the week. So hopefully, they can give us some more answers or give us some type of miracle <laughs> pill or, or, or type of medication or treatment that can, that can help him uh, get, get over this, this bug. And of course, when your children are sick, you get sick a little bit too. I don't have exactly what he has, but I'm definitely feeling funky. And today was just not a very good day. It just was not a good day. Um, for a lot of reasons, really can't go into a lot of it. It's mostly like personal uh, family stuff, but everything's fine. Like everything's good, but it's just, uh, it was a lot of anxiety inducing and it was very tough. Um, and I luckily am in a much better frame of mind, which is why I uh, still decided to go on live because this is my family too. And it's always great to be able to talk about these things and also to be able to get my mind off of things that are bringing me down a little bit and to lift myself up and hopefully lift you up in the process as well. So thank you all very much for being here. We are live on YouTube, Periscope, DLive, and of course over on Odyssey as well. And please make sure that you do smash that like button if you're on YouTube and you, you light up that fire button over on Odyssey. Set that fire button ablaze. It really does mean a lot and help out. Also make sure you share this video if you can to see if we can get some new people in the chat. It's always fun to have new people every now and then. But before I go any further and start shouting out people who are in the chat today, which of course I'm going to go ahead and just start off with Tina, who is always amazing, always on time, always here early, talking to everybody, letting everyone know how things go. Reminding me, of course, about Stephanie Beek. And Tuesdays are indeed the day that she works a little bit later. And so, therefore, she is able to um, not always be here on time for that very reason. But I did want to give a shout-out to a member of the Asgardian community, uh, Jason Williams. He sent me a very beautiful letter uh, and just really appreciates what I do on Friday Night Sites, which, even though I don't say all the things that everyone else says, even though I'm not the most talkative person, even though I'm not the person who is is the center of it all, 
Uh, really, none of us are. I feel like it's a very well-split group of people, which is why I love it so much and why I love that group so much. Um, but it really just meant a lot to me uh, to get the letter that you sent, so thank you very much. But also, I wanted to give Jason a shout-out because he sent in a $100 super chat. So again, shout-out to you, uh, Jason. I really do appreciate it very much. And uh, again, thank you very much for your support all the way from the great state of Oregon. So thank you very much for that. But also, and this is something that I have shown on previous streams, including Friday Night Tights, and I was going to show it on the Saturday stream, and that is he sent me a giant gummy pizza. Now, I will say this much. I am not a fan of gummy treats, so (laughs) it's not something that I will uh, be eating. However, I'm sure that there is someone in my life who likes gummy treats, or at the very least, might be something that we could even give away for someone who does not only like pizza and appreciate pizza, but also appreciates a a gummy pizza at that. But I will say this much. I'm kind of offended, Jason. I'm kind of offended because what I see on this pizza are these little yellow bits right here, and I'm pretty sure that would be the equivalent of pineapple. So I appreciate that gift, but you put pepperoni, and then you decided to taint it with pineapple. Now, I'm sure this is the only way that it came. However, um, yeah, very, very um, sad nonetheless. Um, and actually, we can we can confirm. And actually, luckily, he did not make that grave mistake. It says here that the crust is orange, cheese is berry blast, green topping sour apple, red topping cherry, yellow topping lemon. Now, those are the flavors. All right, those are the flavors. However... I don't know. I feel like that's supposed to be pineapple on pizza. I don't know. Uh, It's a bit of anathema here on the channel. But in all seriousness, thank you so very much, Jason. I really do appreciate the super chat. Appreciate uh, the very kind words that you sent to me as well. And, um, yeah, let me know via email or if you're in the chat right now, if you go by another name, because I would love to give you, of course, a a very big shout-out just for for sending that my way. I appreciate it. Uh, A couple other shout-outs to give tonight as well. So I want to shout-out Sharon! Sharon! Sharon Ferguson, really good friends of Tina the Empress of the Universe, she had seen that I was starting to watch John Wayne movies and says, you gotta have, if you're gonna watch John Wayne, you gotta have this movie because it is the film that was his directorial debut, I believe. Um, Yeah, but John Wayne produced and directed this movie and, of course, starred in this film back in 1960. So, the Alamo. Now, this is on DVD, unfortunately. However, as we know with a lot of older films, sometimes they don't always get Blu-ray transfers or 4K transfers, and so this might have been even the only thing available, but still. Thank you very much, Sharon! Sharon Ferguson, I appreciate it. And uh, I contacted you on uh, Discord to let you know that I had indeed received it. Uh, And I appreciate it. She says, No John Wayne is complete without this movie. Hope you enjoy From a Texan. Sharon! Thank you again. Sharon, I know some other people had said they were sending me some stuff. I have not been able to go to the post office in several days because of baby Thor being sick uh, starting on Saturday. I was originally going to try and go Saturday because I know a couple people had said they were going to send some stuff. And so hopefully one day this week, he's a little bit better. <laughs> Maybe can go to daycare <laughs> so that way I can get any uh, any ones that might be remaining. Um, but other than that, I did get a huge haul here um, from MVD Visual and Arrow Video, so I'll be doing a full uh, Blu-ray collection video update soon, because also, 
uh, I have Lionsgate sending me another uh, movie to review, one that actually was more recently in theaters, had not seen it because I didn't really have much interest in it, but very excited to have it and to be able to actually talk about it on the channel. You'll find out more about that when I do that video or when I do the review of that. So anyway, thank you again all very much for being here today. Smash that like button. Let's go ahead and go back to the beginning of the chat or as far back as I can go. We got 13th Warrior in the chat. Hail to you, 13th Warrior. Thank you for being here. We got Cold Era in the chat. We got, of course, Tina B, Empress of the Universe, telling everyone how it is. Laura Story, another one of the mods on the channel. She is the modern major general of the channel. She's fantastic. Golden Ration, thank you for tagging me. If you are not a member, please make sure that you put at Odin at the beginning of your comment, just like Golden Ration did. It lets me know you're trying to get my attention. If you are a member, um, I do the very best that I can to remember that. I have one shout up over here that reminds me of all the people who are members. This one doesn't have things lit up as green for some reason, so it's harder for me to tell. But I, I have a good idea of the people who are members or not. But obviously, I am human, and so I might make some mistakes. Rosie G12, hail to you, Rosie G12 as well. Father Christopher, hail to you, Father, the chaplain of the channel, who I oftentimes get into disagreements with. But hey, we love him nonetheless. And obviously, pray for Father, because uh, I would say one of the most difficult jobs in the world, especially in America right now, I would say, is to be a priest. Uh, he says here, Black Widow complaint. You're telling me that the family flew from Ohio to Cuba and the government didn't send out the Air Force against them. Right. Yeah, especially when this film is set when? 1995. So we're not dealing with a time in history where that would not have been a thing. So yeah, that's a completely accurate and fair complaint. Not to mention there is reference to S.H.I.E.L.D. So you're telling me that S.H.I.E.L.D., was not able to actually do those things. I I have medutes about that. But that's not even one of the worst parts of Black Widow, right? I've already talked about Black Widow a lot in my review and on a couple other occasions, including a short I did, where I pointed out a very important thing. And that important thing is this. The fact that they, when they're in the helicopter, make reference to the fact that, and this is something that most movies don't do. So I was about to give the film tons of credit for doing it. But that you can't actually have a conversation in a helicopter because it's so loud unless you are wearing the actual headset. And they actually established that because Red Guardian's trying to talk to them and they can't hear him. He's like, oh, I got to put this on. He puts it on, starts talking to him. And then that's when the whole really stupid joke about what are you on your period or something? And it just, again, decide to take a moment that could have been a really dramatic moment, make it into something silly. But then also what happens after that? Oh, they take off the headsets and have a full-fledged conversation. So they establish that you can't hear anyone without the headsets. And then they say, nope, never mind, just five seconds or so later. That is definitely one of the uh, worst continuity parts. And there are many. There are many. Uh, I can't wait to see Mahler tear that film apart. And I'm so glad that he is on my side with this one. Because I'm sorry, everybody. You can like this movie. I have no problem if you like the movie from a, a subjective level, right? Pure opinion. But you cannot say this is an objectively good movie. Whether it's the story, cinematography, editing, all of it has major flaws. All right, Zakay Man, what's going on, K Man? Glad to see you in the chat. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Black 
Widow box office. Did a full box office breakdown today, but we'll mention a couple things about what is going on. GeneMangaZemi6 says, hello, YouTube family. Hopefully, Baby Thor is better. He is not. Um, he was f- seemingly going in a good direction, and then he woke up early from his last nap and just couldn't stop crying. We think it's just that he's stuffed up, and so he can't breathe through his nose, and he's a baby, and so he doesn't understand what's going on. He's already in a crummy mood because he's a baby and he's sick. And yeah, luckily we have not had any fever. So that's been a huge blessing because obviously that would be a lot more cause for concern. Uh, but luckily he's keeping things down uh, as far as being able to you know, sip his formula and everything. He's not spitting any of that up. It's mostly just digestional issues to try and put it in a way that's not nearly as, uh, <laughs> as graphic. Because I know that Tina was not a fan of the conversations that we were having the other day about it. Uh, Philly the Hobbit. What's going on, Philly the Hobbit? Alan! <laughs> Over on DLive. Really wish that this chat feature allowed me to highlight the gifts that y'all post over there. But Philly the Hobbit, dude, thank you very much for being here tonight over on DLive. Repping that DLive fam. Uh, Father Christopher Miller coming in to say, Advertise- Lovely advertisement, Odin. I got a bra commercial. If I had any control, Father, over the ads that played on my video, I would be very happy. Because I would love to be able to say, no, I don't want to promote you. No, I don't care about you. And just promote companies that I agree with. But I I don't have that power. At least not to my knowledge. And I'm sure if I do have that power, you probably got to jump, you know, through hoops in order to do it. All right, let's see. We got Super Anime Gamer. What's going on, Super? Says, hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on? How is it going? Hope you are doing very well. Ooh, apparently there's a new Dune trailer. To answer the question, I have not seen the new Dune trailer, but I'm sure it looks pretty great. Alice McCarthy, howdy, Odin. How's it going, House Thor? Already talked about that, but thank you for asking, still, nonetheless. Father, looking to get a beaten, says, Baby Thor is sick because Odin fed him pepperoni. Now, Father, you know I love pepperoni. You, you know that it is one of my essential items in life. It's an essential part of my diet. But I would never give it to baby Thor. Not until he's at least a, bank, a year old is when he could have that kind of stuff. But we're being very, very careful. And yeah, Tina, I'll, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Just saying it out loud, I'm like, baby, you are essentially... Because he was a little bit later uh, than, you know, than a typical child but the fact that he's like right around the time of the pregnancy like that he's been in the world that he's been to the point of us being able to you know to hold him and take care of him for as long or getting close to being longer than he was you know baking in you know baking with the wife I I I just it's it's a phenomenal thing and yeah it it just reminds me wow just a few more months and he's going to be a full year old it's crazy. Truly, truly crazy to hear that. Uh, just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thank you for being a member on the channel. I appreciate you being here. Uh, JM Cruz, welcome to the chat. The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, who is indeed a member, says, Family God, I hope not. I hate my family. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We have a lot of family coming in and friends coming in all within a week period uh, towards the end of July because that's right around the time I start school. And yeah, it's sure going to be a very much stress-inducing event for me. Uh, Rusty Shackerford says, Hope Baby Thor is doing okay. 
Uh, again, I mentioned that, but again, thank you all very much for the prayers. Thank you, Rosie G12. I appreciate, uh, I very much appreciate y'all being so supportive. Yeah, Tina, by the way, everybody, yeah, we had like over 100 people or close to being over 100. According to my analytics, we were at right 91. But yeah, we were at around 100 people in the chat on Monday morning. I just checked, we're at 49 tonight. What's going on here? What's going on? You, you watch me at 9 a.m. Eastern in the morning, but not at a prime time slot in the evening. I, I see how it goes. I, I see how it goes. Ah, yes. Obviously, it's because I'm, I'm guaranteeing it's because there's a strong contingent of the UK and Aus- Australian and, uh, you know, the you know, all the areas over there near Australia in that time zone that probably um, suit very well with that 9 a.m. slot where I am, since it's pretty much afternoon. Tina says, Steph said she'll be here shortly. She just texted me. Uh, it's been one of those days. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Little Limp Biscuit there for you. Yeah, that's right. I used to listen to Limp Biscuit. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been one of those days for me. I can completely connect with her on that level for sure. All right, Nathan Slay says, I watched Quiet Place for the first time yesterday and thought it was so good. Even if Emily Blunt is dislikable Hollywood celebrity, I really like the film for its originality. Yeah, and I think that's a moment where you got to separate the art from the artist, and the movie is really good. It is really well done, and they have really great performances. You buy the relationships on screen, and I think for John Krasinski's first role being you know, the director behind the screen, I think he did a fantastic job. So yeah, I, I, I love the first one. Cannot wait to see what he does with the rest. Um, I think that probably we'd expect at least one more film in the franchise. And if he could have a nice bow and tie this up as a trilogy, I would be incredibly happy with that because then he could say, all right, this universe is set. It's done. Now I'll go ahead and do something else. I think there's also like a spinoff from it uh, that's planned. And again, that could also be pretty good. Uh, Crisco, what's going on? Says, do you have any thoughts on Wes Anderson's films? Uh, for the most part, I like, I enjoy them. For the most part, I enjoy them. Uh, the one I can think of that I hate, I just don't find entertaining at all, and just downright boring, would probably be Fantastic Mr. Fox. It was an incredible bore. Didn't care for it whatsoever. But films like Isle of Dogs wonderful uh one of my favorites of his more modern era probably his grand budapest hotel it just is is solid um and obviously he's done a ton of other stuff too but those are the ones that come to mind uh rosie g12 says fnt would not be fnt without you well thank you i appreciate that thank you thank you thank you all right all right let's see emperors nm thank you for being in the chat tonight I appreciate you. Ooh, that's a, yeah, banana peppers. It could be banana peppers. I would much rather it be banana peppers as I'm listening to, there's a ball rolling on the floor above me. I can't tell if it's my dog River because there's a ball that <laughs> she has. It's her favorite toy for some reason. It's not squishy. It's not comfy. It's just this hard plastic ball that's even broken. Originally, you could put treats inside. If you rolled it around, things would come out. Now it's just, no, she, it's her ball. And so she'll nose it around and make a ton of noise. So I'm wondering if that's what it is, either that or it's uh, baby Thor rolling some things on the ground. Could be that. 
Uh, Super says, those yellow by, uh, yellow bits could also represent banana peppers. They're pretty good on pizza. I, again, I personally wouldn't have that on my pizza, but it's definitely a lot more acceptable than pineapple. That is for sure. That is a fact for sure. Um, Odin needs to repent. No, 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 no. Anyone who says that it should be on pizza, that is the person who needs to repent. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. Hi, Odin. The Alamo is a great movie. Glad to hear it. Very excited to watch it at some point. Hunky Chunky, Funky Monkey. Only John Wayne move you need movie you need to see is the Genghis Khan movie. I I think I remember hearing about this film. <laughs> is it really the only film I need to watch? Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Thank you for being a member on the channel. Uh, Soul Extraction, also a member on the channel. Thank you for being here today. Uh, very much appreciate you being here. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see, we got Ca- Captain J-Rod, the beer guru over on DLive, who has just resubbed for 24 months. J-Rod, supporting the channel over there on on, on DLive for two years. That's impressive. J-Rod, thank you so much. He is one of my Subscribestar members. He is one of the elites over on DLive as well. Always supportive over there. Thank you very much for being a subscriber over on DLive. All right, let me go ahead now and just check over with my Odyssey fam. And sh- <laughs> that's that's a first. Uh, no one currently over in the Odyssey chat uh, over on Odyssey, but hey, that's okay. It's normally a little slower over there, and I know that there's been obviously some issues with the platform, and so we'll go ahead and go back into the integrated chat of Periscope, YouTube, and DLive. All right, Hardwick, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the chat. It says, did you know that the actress playing the young Natasha at the beginning of Black Widow is Mila Jovovich's daughter? You know, I didn't. However, it makes a lot of sense. Her with the hair color looking kind of androgynous. You know what? Yeah, I I would say that totally makes sense to me. Uh, Which, by the way, even that decision of casting and of of the way that the casting looked, I was kind of just a little confused. I was like, I don't know if they're trying to go for this or if they're just trying to go for the tomboy route. I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it kind of was one of those things where there are so many other worse things in this movie objectively. That's one where I was able to be like, ah, you know what? It is what it is. The issue that I had with it, I think the bigger objective issue with that, with her, is not her, but it's the fact that there is so much time spent on that sequence of events, and by the end of the film, you're like, that was a waste of time. You did not need to spend that much time on those characters at that time in their life, because it really doesn't play any role whatsoever in the events that happen later on. You know, one could argue, well, it shows the familiar relationship, and so it helps to explain character motivations later on, but even when they explain character motivations later on, they don't even really go back to those family dynamics. They just happen to change. Like, Red Guardian just happens to all of a sudden become a really good person. You have uh, the wife, right? The, the woman who played, you know, Rachel Weisz's character, who played the wife in the film. All of a sudden, even though she'd been working for the bad guy, the Harvey Weinstein bad dude who has pheromones, that's right, he has pheromones that keep people from hitting him who <laughs> are under his control... That whole storyline, I, I, anyone who is going to defend that specific part of the story, I'm sorry, you have no credibility. If you're going to defend the pheromone thing, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. Credibility has been lost for you. I am sorry. But uh, I will say this much. The fact that Rachel Weisz's character, who'd been working for that man, meaning he had been, or rather Rachel Weisz's character, had been a part of the kidnapping, training, and mutilation of countless numbers of women over that several-year period, all of a sudden randomly decides, hey, I'm going to turn on this person. Again, uh, the story writing is just bad. And, you know, I, I, in my review, focus more so on the more exterior things, things like editing and cinematography, because those are also really bad. But the story, if you really think about it for like a half a second, you're like, oh, yeah, it didn't. It really was not well written at all. There are things that make no sense whatsoever. And that's why I can't wait to see Mahler and his crew tear it apart because they tend to focus more so on story elements. And I was listening to uh, The Real BBC today. Uh, with Gary as, and they had as a guest, uh, uh, Mahler as well. And they were doing a great job. And just already hearing Mahler talk about it, I'm like, man, when Mahler does this full review of it, he is going to rip it to shreds. And it's going to be a very, very beautiful thing. Uh, J-Rod, the beer guru on D-Live says, I can't, I can't, I can't. I have been simping for Odin for two years now. (laughs) And I appreciate it. Evan S. says, you went to Ohio last week? Oh, Cleveland, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, would de- I was not going to Ohio. No, I was going to, yeah, Cleveland, Tennessee. There is a wonderful little theater there called the UEC. And it's not the best theater in the world. Obviously, it has a lot, it has a lot that it could improve upon. I mean, just bathrooms alone. There's not very well kept up. At least the men's room was. And the biggest issue I had with the entire experience going to the UEC Cleveland was... In the movie for A Quiet Place Part 2, where based on the name and any knowledge of the trailer or anything like that of the concept of the film, you would know silence is a pretty important part of the film. And so every single part of the film that was silent, which was a lot of it because it helped to build suspense, in the theater, I don't know what it was, but some electronic device, either a light or something, was just buzzing. And so there was this buzzing sound in the background and it just Kind of took me out of it for a second. But even with that, I was still able to highly enjoy. Highly, highly enjoy Quiet Plays Part 2. A heck of a lot better in almost every single way than Black Widow. That, that is a fact. Let's see. Orange Eye Reviews says, Black Widow was a pure failure. Just like Captain Marvel. You don't gender swap great characters like they did in both movies. Marvel being the gender swap in Captain Marvel. I am done with Marvel. Yeah, I, I think that that was stupid. But not not even that they they gender swapped Marvel. It was Annette Benning. It, it, so it was bad enough that they were like, yeah, let's gender swap this person for no reason. But then they had it turn into Annette Benning. I was like, really? Of all the people you're gonna gender swap? Annette Benning is your number one choice for Marvel. What? Like, even if you were willing to say, okay, fine, I'll give you this one. You know, if if the film had any other redeeming qualities, which it really doesn't, uh, other than the de aging, I will say this much: the de aging that happens in that film with Samuel Jackson character is pretty good because it's around, it's it's pretty much on par with what was shown in the Ant Man films, right? Ant Man, Ant Man with Ant Man versus the Wasp. Really well done de-aging techniques. Something that Disney Star Wars should have taken up when they did Young Luke. Because Young Luke, still to this day, and I know that some people defended it at the time, it still looks like garbage. 
in The Mandalorian. Oh, Luke Skywalker, and it says, Boo, CGI, PS2, almost effect graphics. Or Again, that's kind of like the, you're like, oh, that's not, oh, that's, ooh, that's unnatural. That's not good looking. Whereas, again, we know they have the technology, so there was no reason for that. But one thing that Captain Marvel did have is at the very least, at the very least, decent CG uh, as far as the de-aging is concerned. Other than Florence Pugh in Black Widow, I can't really think of a whole lot of redeeming qualities. Because Florence Pugh is great. She's also in some of the most cringe scenes ever. There's that one scene that's been making the rounds on social media where literally there's an explosion and the CGI is totally awful. The green screen is clearly seen. Or at least you can clearly tell that they're on a green screen set. And all of a sudden an explosion happens. You're like, wait a minute. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Anyway. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, I can't like Black Widow's objectively challenge accepted. Yeah, Alice McCarthy. Again, I have seen your comments and everything. But at the end of the day, dude, you're entitled to your opinion. You can enjoy the movie as much as you want. You're not entitled to your own facts. And at the objective level, this story is complete trash. Filled with plot holes, contrivances, lazy storytelling. And then you add to that really bad editing and really bad shaky cam cinematography to the point where you have both of those elements together so often that it's headache-inducing and makes it just come across as lazy. Just coming across as lazy. Bryant Barth, welcome back to the chat. Nathan Slay tagged and says, I don't care much how much people complain about Bale's Batman voice in The Dark Knight. That movie is still one of the greatest films ever made. Very random. Nathan Slay. Try, try, and, try and focus. 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 All right, Brian Barth. What's going on, Brian? He says, say, Odin, what is the subscription-only mode? So all that that means is that you got to be subscribed to the channel. It's actually pretty, pretty simple. If you're subscribed to me, you get the chat. It helps to fight against trolls. Basically, if you're not subscribed and you do subscribe, you wait about, I think I have it set to five minutes, 10 minutes max, and then you can start chatting for, for, for no cost. It, it just, the, the only cost is that you have to wait a little bit. And I think it does help uh, against bots, most especially, but also against potential trolls because it's a lot less likely that someone's gonna, you know, wanna actually go in and, um, you know, do any of those things. Um, okay, so this, according to this, I am not broadcasting anymore to, uh, to Odyssey. I don't know what's going on there. So let me go ahead and, uh, (laughs) see if I can, if I can restart that and see, uh, if that makes it live over there. That would explain, that would explain why people wouldn't be able to watch it for sure. Um, so let's see. Let me refresh it and let's see if it pops up. I don't know what's going on over there. What I might need to do is let's go let's go back in. Let's go back in here. Back in time. All right. Let's get that stream key. And then we're going to modify doing it all on the fly. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Okay. And then let's stop and then start. Okay, and then that hopefully should be the correct stream key. I thought I had the correct stream key in there already, but 
Um, if it doesn't play, I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> sorry to the Odyssey fam. Uh, yeah, there it is. Okay, there it is. It looks like it is loading up over there. Don't know if it's going to last, um, but hey, it is what it is. 67 people watching on YouTube. Make sure you smash that like button, please, and share this video with anyone that you think might find the conversations interesting, and I am now falling behind. I spent too much time trying to work on that, and so now I will try and find the members' comments or anyone who tagged me so I don't get any comments randomly that are skipped. All right, let's see. Hardwick says, Black Widow screenwriter Eric Pearson said an early draft had Anthony Masters as Taskmaster, but they later decided it didn't fit with what they were going for. Yeah, and what they were going for was complete bollocks. It was complete crap. That that sounds to me like a, a big excuse of, well, originally we had this, but it didn't fit our vision. Like, it's just like, shut up. At that point, no. Th- th- that writer should never work again. That's how bad that story was. Thirsty Warrior said, I'd take the bra commercial instead of the one for toenail fungus I got. What? Toenail fungus? That's odd. All right, J.M. Cruz, uh, who would win? Dom Toretto's FNF family or Black Widow's family? It's also 7 a.m. out here, which is great. Ah, gotcha. Um, I would say the Fast and Furious family, in my opinion, because I'm not all that impressed by Black Widow's family. Yeah, they got Red Guardian, who's a super soldier, and gets totally just wasted as a character in the entire movie so that's why i would be like yeah they might have a super soldier but look what that super soldier could do against someone who is not a super soldier even though the person even though the actress was supposed to be taskmaster i'm sorry not a super soldier that little chip all that it does is allow that person to be able to mimic moves it does not mean that they have super strength and if it does they didn't establish that in the story Not to mention the fact that it's very clearly not that actress in that suit for the vast majority of the movie when the mask is on. Anyway. (laughs) People were talking about Limp Bizkit. Oh, it was cool back in the day. If only we could fly. Indeed. Uh, Hardwick then goes on. O.T. Benley, who played Rick Mason, said the character he auditioned for was very different. Also, the official tie-in mobile game has his face under Taskmaster's mask. Yeah, and again, all of these things, Hardwick, I'm going to be honest, I just don't care about because it doesn't help the story at all. And I, I, I don't know these extra details. I don't know what the purpose of them is. Because I, I don't care to learn more about what was going to happen and what was the original plan. I care more about what actually happened, what actually came out. Because what they were planning on doing and what the uh, the stories are behind the scenes when it comes to a film like this mean so, so little to me, man. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. But I, I always appreciate uh, your insight and information. Uh, let's see, Laura's story says, very few people do morning shows, which I prefer. I know, I know, it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting to see how that stuff works. Punk Waddle is a member. What's going on? Hail to you. Robert Frey, welcome to the chat. Picked up a copy of American Tale. Oh, that's a classic. Classic, classic. Uh, MS, could you please review Schmigadoon from Apple TV for me, please? As a classical musical lover, it's tempting to get a subscription. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it, and I'm personally not drawn to it. My wife says she's interested into it. I don't know if I still have a free Apple TV subscription. I don't know if it's worth, for me, I don't think it's worth getting the, the service just to watch that movie. It just not, doesn't seem that compelling to me. 
Harvey says, The Black Widow casting calls included a call for an actress in her 50s to play a conniving female villain. It seems that before rewrites, Rachel Weisz's Melina was going to be a villain. And again, I don't care because we got what we got. And what we got was complete crap. And even if those other alternate things happened, it would have still been crap because you still would have had the same director and the same writers. And again, as I said, this film fails on every single level. It fails with editing, pacing, uh, cinematography, writing, direction, on every level. And all the things that have just been mentioned have no impact on that whatsoever. I care so little for any of that background information, dude. Bonquado says, I will say I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox as well, but I'm a big fan of all of his movies. The Darjeeling Limited may be my favorite. It's a movie that I have not seen. Uh, I believe it is in one of the collections that I have, but um, when I first saw it in theaters, I was just bored by it. Now, it's been many years since I've seen it, but it was incredibly, incredibly boring. Uh, 13th Warrior says, isn't the John Wayne Genghis Khan movie the one that everyone uh, got cancer from? Is that true? Oh, Lord. I thought that was the film that had just a lot of controversy behind it because of the fact (laughs) that uh, you had certain people dressing up as Genghis Khan, who is a certain uh, of a certain racial background, etc. We got some stuff happening on DLive. What's going on? J-Rod, the beer guru. Thank you very much for the lemon donation. Thank you for the ice cream donation. I appreciate it very much. And also, thank you very much for the lemon, or rather, sorry, for the diamond donation. And that means I got to pull up the chat over there because sometimes with the diamond donations, you can have a little a little message attached to it as well. And that, unfortunately, does not pop up in the chat setup that I have now. And I'm going to try and do it as fast as I can so that way the chat doesn't start jumping on me like it always does. Uh, but, okay, he has the diamond, but then he also decided to drop a ninja genie. Holy crap, thank you very much. And let me go ahead and point that out. Boom, J-Rod the Beer Guru. Thank you for the Ninja Genie over on DLive, man. He says, here's a Ninja Genie to celebrate our two-year anniversary. Cheers. Cheers to you, good sir. And again, thank you for being an amazing member, an amazing subscriber over on DLive and for keeping the DLive fam conversations going and having a lot of fun. Thank you very much, good sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alrighty. Alright, it is 7.23 in the chat where I am, so I'm about 12, 13 minutes behind. So that you are new here, I read the chats. You don't have to super chat. However, this is just the way that it goes. Alright. Let me try and get through some of these, and then I will get to that super chat from Sage of Rakaseka. I see you. Thank you again, man. And I'll give you a proper shout-out as soon as, as soon as I can. Punkwaddle says, Pheromone sounds like a 70s Bond plot. Yeah, seriously. That is something that you put in a cheesy 70s Bond plot, not in an <laughs> MCU film that's playing itself to be a serious spy movie, but fails miserably on every single level. Evan S. says, There is a pizzeria near me that makes Polynesian pizza. It's Hawaiian with shrimp, and it's delicious. That is disgusting. Hawaiian means pineapple, and that is anathema. Alice McCarthy says, even I think the the pheromone thing was dumb. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope so. But I am surprised to hear you say that. Jay says, now that we had Black Widow come out, in your opinion, out of the three of the movies between Captain Marvel, Black Widow, and Wonder Woman 84, which one was more woke as a film and uh, as the worst? Um, out of all three of those films, I still think Wonder Woman 1984 is the worst 
of those of those films, Wonder Woman 84 was just really, really bad. Now, I, I can say that that might be um, partly influenced by the fact that I was expecting the film to be a little bit better. So that could very well be a part of that equation. Um, as far as the films being woke are concerned, that is still also a little bit more difficult to actually say because all three of them have different woke elements to them, but none of them I really feel are as on the nose. People would typically say Captain Marvel, but that's the one where you, you go into and say it may not be woke, but it has identity politics driven throughout of it. So, and again, it's the different ways that people identify those things and define those, those terms and those qualities. So that would be my uh, answer as quickly as possible as I'm trying not to fall behind. Orange Hour Review says the pheromone thing could have easily been redone as deep seated uh, hypnotic suggestion. Yeah, they, they could have done that and yet it, it still wouldn't have fixed it because the, 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 the entire rest of the movie still had so many issues. Uh, let's see. So Neon Tag says, "I need a. I need no pheromones to keep women too far away from me. Uh, to hit me, my natural musk does it for me. Sounds like you need to take a bath, good sir. That's what it sounds like." Harvick says, "The pheromone block concept was borrowed from the comic book Black Widow: Homecoming, but was executed poorly in the movie." And yeah, again, Hardwick, dude. As I said, I really don't care about the backstory of any of this stuff. Because it doesn't make it excusable, and it doesn't change the fact that it was done. It does. It done. It was done poorly, as you said. Oh man! Oh man! It just makes me mad at this point. It's like I don't care what could have been. I don't care if it was based on source material because it was awful. It was crap. It was complete crap. K man, Black Widow was not good, but I heard a critic say it was the best Marvel movie. Period. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about that person's uh, abilities. Mr. Roy, hello to you. Hello, hello. Uh, Alex McCarthy, a buzzing place part two. I sure hope not. I hope that never happens to me again. Uh, Another red shirt says, heading out to dinner with Mrs. Redshirt. Be seeing you have a wonderful, wonderful dinner. Uh, Soul Extraction, yeah, the man who laughs is great. Good to hear. Thirteenth Warrior, Wonder Years has been race swapped to no one's surprise. To no one's surprise. They're, they're doing it all of the time. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, What do you think of the de-aging effects used on Rachel Vice, David Harbour, and Ray Winston in the beginning of Black Widow? To be honest, it was very subtle. I honestly don't even think they used de-aging effects. I think they just used makeup. Is what it looked like to me. Um, but also, going back to it, it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter if it was good or not because <laughs> everything else surrounding it's not good. Oh, man. All right, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi. Not likely that a Disney Lucasfilm was going to spend a lot of money on Luke. Yeah. But still. Sad, nonetheless. Sad, nonetheless. Raj H., thank you again very, very much for that thumbs up. I very much appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 13th Warrior says, Odin's facts don't care about your subjective feelings. Exactly. Stephanie B., what is going on? She is the captain of the Valkyrie. Thank you for being here. J.M. Cruz. I triggered one of my friends a few days ago because I told him that this was one of the worst movies in the MCU, and she told me that I just don't like women in movies, and I'm no Roger Ebert. Ah, of course, yes. Let, let, let's go down that road. Oh, it's because you don't like women. It's because you're a sexist. No, it's because it's a bad movie that happens to feature women. And the issue actually is that. 
And it's not because it features women. It's because these writers and directors and producers in hack Hollywood do not understand how to write movies for female characters because they try to overcompensate for every single small detail to the point where it just drives people away. Not just men away. It drives men and women away. Because that's just not how you tell stories. If every story you're going to tell that features a strong female character is going to have to have all of the male characters be either evil or stupid or pudgy or some of these you know, other stereotypes, these anti-patriarchal stereotypes, guess what? Your, your concept's not going to work. Your concept is not going to work. You're going to drive people away and it's going to lead us to the situation we have now where Black Widow, which should have come out during Phase 2, which should have come out several years ago, which should have been a box office smash because it is now coming out pandemic period and also very much has split a lot of hardcore fans, despite what maybe some people tell you and show you on various social media sites and Rotten Tomatoes, etc. It has split a lot of people, and I think that's going to have a major impact on its box office numbers. Because everyone's talking about, oh, it's doing so well for the pandemic era. Yes, it still cost the same as it did pre-pandemic era. So if you're not getting even close to what big movies were getting prior to the pandemic, and your movie still costs the same, you do the math. I did it for you earlier in a video. What's going on? Thank you for being here. Thirteenth Warrior, who is a member... Facts don't care about your subjective feelings. Exactly. Exactly. Again, I've talked about it all the time. There are movies that I enjoy, but they are objectively bad. Punk Waddle, I had to step out to get dinner back now. Well, hope your dinner is delightful and is delicious, as I am incredibly far behind in the chat. Pre-hindsight, welcome back to the channel. Very much appreciate you being here. Stephanie B, thanks for tagging me. I'm so glad to see you here. Uh, Baby Thor, uh, for anyone who's just joining, smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. I don't know what's going on on Odyssey. I'll check that out in a second, but I'm very far behind in the chat. And I don't want chats to get skipped, but I will say this. Uh, Baby Thor is still sick. Uh, it's, it's nothing too worrisome at this point in time. It's just something that has had me to have to be stay-at-home dad these last couple of days. I'm guaranteed to have to do it tomorrow. There's a good chance that it might even go and extend until Thursday and, and maybe in, in the, in the, at the end of the week as well. Basically, uh, and this is because we chose a very good daycare. Uh, they have a policy where children can't show symptoms in these certain areas for 24 hours in order for them to be allowed back. And hey, I like that because it means that my son is going to be a lot more protected against hopefully this kind of thing happening to him more so in the future. And obviously, this was something that we expected because when you start off at daycare, you're, you're having a child go into an environment where there's going to be tons of illnesses that he's never experienced before. And so it's just going to happen. Uh, but hopefully it, uh, hopefully it is not a um, consistent thing, I would say. At least, uh, at least a little bit more spread out. Anyway, Padre Consinero, thank you very, very much for uh, being here today. It says, Odin, did you see that... 
Uh, Fandango now has the 4K version of Ron for $7.99. I know you've been recently watching the best Japanese cinema. What did you think of the transfer? Thanks, Father Cook. So yeah, Padre Cocinero, um, I was given early access to a 4K edition of Ron. I knew it was coming out. Lionsgate actually is the company that has the rights to it and is doing it. The issue that I have is that the app that they gave you access to watch it from, there's no way that that app was giving me a 4K quality transfer of the film. So I couldn't see very much of a difference. However, Incredibly excited to see that they have a 4K transfer, so I don't know what it's going to look like on Fandango now. If that's the only place that's available, that concerns me. But here's the thing. Lionsgate, don't just put it on a digital. Give us a 4K transfer digital media, because I want to see that movie in the highest quality, because Ron is a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Anyway. Uh, Sage of Rakaseka, thank you again for that. $20 $20 says that super chat says, have you seen Midnight's Edge interview with Cameron Pasha about Black Widow? I think it came out yesterday. Just wondering what your thoughts were on some of his arguments that the film wasn't as woke as the media suggests. So I have not seen that. However, what I will say is that you don't even have to talk about anything that is woke. I think you actually have to try a little bit harder to point out to certain woke things. So for instance, the way that which male characters are portrayed, etc., the bigger issue with the movie is the movie itself. With a poorly written script, with things happening in the film that don't make sense, things that don't connect together, characterizations that are just stupid and nonsensical, and then also bad cinematography, bad editing, and all the other objective qualities to boot. It doesn't have any of those things, but I, I'm sure it was a wonderful conversation because they are an amazing channel, and Cameron, I've had on the channel too, is awesome. First Sci-Fi as a member says, is it noticeable difference as the stunt guy on the bike pretending to be Elliot in E.T.? Um, I actually, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen E.T., so I, I don't know. But <laughs> I would assume it's probably as noticeable. It's pretty noticeable. Again, go ahead and look up the actress. Her first name is Olga. Look up what she looks like, body type. And then go ahead and look at some of the images of quote-unquote Taskmaster from the film. And you'll be like, oh yeah, that's not the same person. Uh, let's see, Jam Cruz, off topic, were you a fan of the nice Family Values uh, tour made by Korn? No, I, I was never really into Korn. Never really into Korn. And also, when it comes to music, I never really went to concerts. My first concert was Jethro Tull, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Other than that, I think I went to an Aerosmith concert at one point, and those are pretty much it. I went, to, I went to two or three Jethro Tull concerts, one Aerosmith concert. I was never a concert person. Too many people in a closed space. Not my thing. Punkwaz says, I'm getting glad for the morning and the evening chat options. I just got a new job that will cut out the midday chat options for me now. Yeah, and again, I'm glad to offer all of those various options. Matthew Highland. uh, I've answered that question several times now, so I will go ahead and just move on to someone else. Uh, Again, sorry, just... I'm far behind the chat, and I don't want to uh, repeat myself too much. Fair Sci-Fi, would you have? Would it have been funny if Taskmaster took off the mask reveal? The man, they'd said, "You idiots! You captured the stunt double." Yes, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> you idiots! These are not them. You've captured the stunt doubles. Find them. Find them. Great, great. Talk about a great movie. Spaceballs. Tina says, on Gary Asimala's stream, as announced that WandaVision is up for 23 Emmys. Gary said he didn't even know there were that many categories. Yeah, I didn't either, because let's be honest, when it comes to the Emmys, the Grammys, whatever, they're always adding a thousand categories to try and stay relevant. Some of them are just completely nonsensical. It's kind of like college. You know how there's like a degree for everything now? It's 
basically what a lot of these award shows have essentially become as well. And uh, yeah, by the way, oh, look, we got 23 Emmy nominations. That means for sure we're a good show. Oh, who are the ones voting in the Emmys? Oh, that's right. Oh, wait, what are some of the other shows that are being nominated? Oh, that's right. Oh, it's a joke. I gotcha. Yeah. So thank you for letting me know. I don't have to take it very seriously. Father Chris Miller says, the John Wayne Genghis Khan movie did get everyone cancer. Wow. Oh, that's not good. Uh, Tina adds on to that. Yeah, a lot of people got cancer during Genghis Khan movie. They were near the nuclear test. Dang, that's awful. That is not good. Uh, Father says, they filmed the Wayne movie in Utah, and it was never, it was near where they did the A-bomb test. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Liberty Gamer, what is going on? Uh, Yeah. I understand. Yeah, the walls are bare, and uh, it's because I have no real creativity when it comes to design or anything like that. I've got tons of posters that I could put up. I just don't know what would look best. Where? Remember Sci-Fi? I think there was Sands of uh, Sands of Iwo Jima where they trucked in sand from Nevada nuke test site to use in the studio. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Interesting. Hardwick says, it's been confirmed that the Taskmaster was indeed played by a man in the action scenes. His name is Andy Lister. Yeah, here's the thing. We didn't need that revealed. We did not need that information revealed. That information means nothing to me, Hardwick, because we already knew that. If you have eyes, if you can see, you would have known it was a man in the suit. It's just, there's, there's no thing. I'm glad that we at least know his name, though, Andy Lister. Maybe Andy Lister should have actually been the one that they showed, but hey. All right, the R, thank you very much for that super chat 13 minutes ago, says, which is worse, Black Widow or Wonder Woman 84? Also, can't connect on Odyssey. Yeah, I don't know what's going on on Odyssey tonight, everybody. Uh, Again, Odyssey, it's a really cool concept, but there's just some uh, problems going on. So, Bifford Hobbit says, I see you, and it looks like there is a member of the Odyssey team. Uh, Thank you for the hyper chat. Says, sorry that our server lagged and sent you two invites. Still enjoy. Okay, got you. So, it looks like the issue then must have been fixed. So, Odyssey is now up. And uh, the Whitfell DM, thank you very much for letting us know. And uh, hopefully these issues do get panned out because I would love, I would love to promote Odyssey so much more. But it's just... There's, there's just too many things going on right now, I think. But anyway, getting back to the main question about 184 versus Black Widow, I would say um, it's really hard because Black Widow is really, really bad. But 184 might be worse. And the reason why I'd say that is actually, this is where I will bring in a subjective element, is that Wonder Woman 84 really should have been good. You know, after the first one, based on the cast, it, it really should have been good, but it was such a train wreck. Not to mention, hey, at least Black Widow didn't feature a man being used against his will. Oh, wait a minute. It kind of did. <laughs> it kind of did. It kind of did, actually. Uh, but not in the same uh, way, if, if you remember anything from that movie. Uh, DNI is over on DLive. Hey, sir, just getting here. How's baby Thor? I've answered that already. I'm sorry, dude. I can't answer it again. I'm too far behind. So you might just need to go back in time and rewatch. Also, do you think they made the finale for ScarJo to leave the MCU production and make their way, uh, make way for a lower paying actress? Um, well, here's the thing. ScarJo was dead. 
right? Her, her character was dead. They they were not going to do much with her. I'm still of the mindset. I think all of these actors are coming back. I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to come back. Chris Evans is going to come back. They're all going to come back because Disney's at some point going to realize, oh, these new characters, right? Especially, you know, Black Widow box office could, and I, I, I broke this down in my video today. It still could flop. It still could be a massive financial loss for Disney. And if Black Widow is going to lose money for Disney, if you think Black Widow losing money means a good sign for Shang-Chi with a bunch of unknowns and an unknown character or uh, the Eternals, which is a bizarre looking story, you you got to be, you're dreaming. You're, you're dreaming. You are dreaming. But yes, um... Uh, that that's all I have to say about that. Oh my goodness gracious. Hardwick, dude, Hardwick. I love you, man. And I really do appreciate you being a member, but I feel like some streams you are just nonstop giving me pages worth of information that really does not change any viewer perspective that I have on, on it, man. I'm just, I'm just being honest. So uh, thank you for letting me know uh, about that, about Darren Prescott. But Hey, here's the thing. He directed the action scenes. Hey, we couldn't see them, Hardwick. We couldn't see the action scenes because the cinematography and editing were so bad, you couldn't see a darn thing. You couldn't even have time to process any of the fight scenes going on. So I don't even know if the fight scenes were good or not because we couldn't see them because of bad CGI, or sorry, because of bad editing and bad cinematography. So, oh man, I did mention... Things have been kind of rough today. So I apologize if it, if it comes across as me being mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, hmm, guess I'm venting uh, the the stress from today. Anyway, Lolly at River says, Dan forgot to write AT at Odin. I was shocked at Taskmaster. I knew it was going to be a whammon, but I didn't expect them to go all Wolverine Origins Deadpool on the char. Yeah, seriously. And it wasn't even that either because... Instead, what it was, was it was a little bit. It was just like a little bit of, of scarring. And also, that whole sequence made no sense because when that explosion happened, how is it that she got slightly burned and then nothing happened to her father? So stupid. Forever sci-fi. Never mind, it was the Conqueror where the cast and crew got glow, uh, glowing in the dark. Dang. Uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. That's not good one bit. Rosie G12, at this point, I'm just getting over superhero movies, and I think a lot of people are. And here's the thing. Black Widow was kind of the last hurrah for this former era of the MCU. It really was kind of the last hurrah. And if this is what they're going to give us before they jump into Phase 4, going into brand new characters and, and new actors... And it's just not looking good. There's a reason why it's being called Phase Woke. Because a lot of it is being driven by identity politics. Oh, Lord. Good luck, Disney. Good luck. GMX76 says, but how can I break my nose so I can't stop smelling? Yeah, that's the other problem, too. Yeah. Oh, you break your nose. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's not really how any of that works. Not to mention, even if it did work, it wouldn't work immediately. Because those pheromones would be in your system for at least a little while after the fact. That whole thing. Whole thing. Stupid. All right. Laura comes in to say, I got disconnected and got a bra commercial too. What's going on? Why do they think bra commercials are relevant to this channel? Box office talk, locals, movie talk. What in those titles has anything to do with that? I don't get it. 
Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, Black Widow's abilities have been all over the place since she got... Uh, since she caught that ride in Avengers, that landing on the roof should have broken all of her bones. Dude, Forever Sci-Fi, that scene in this movie, yes. There's a scene where Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow falls, literally, like, falls hard onto a couple of different things that probably would have killed most people. And not only does she survive, she lands. She lands in a pose position. It's completely nonsensical. Oh, but... They have to remind everybody that, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's really impressive that you're one of the only members of the Avengers that's not actually super-powered. <laughs> but somehow she can survive falls. Ah, oh, that make no sense. Gosh, this movie's so bad. I'm sorry. I, I don't see how people defend this thing as an objectively good movie. I, I just don't. I don't know what rose-tinted glasses you have to be wearing or... Or what lack of vision you might have as far as the ability to read and hear and, and learn from these stories. They're just not good. Father says, random fact, today is Harrison Ford's 79th birthday. And another reminder that we really do not need anything from him as the character of Indiana Jones at this point. Jake Buck 76 too much to cover, can't talk about it, and I've talked about Baby Thor now a thousand times, and again, I really do appreciate everyone talking about it, uh, but I really can't go on those, <laughs> I can't go into the full explanation ten times, I just can't. Alright, Crisco, between the Disney Plus shows and Black Widow, which MCU project this year was the least bad? Um, let's see, between all of the ones that were available, Disney Plus shows, Black Widow, MCU project... I don't have an answer. I don't think any of them were good. Nerdporeal life form. It was just bad writing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say WandaVision had the most potential. I will give it that. It had the most potential and then it just fell apart. Uh, and then the Nerdporeal life form says, Versimilitude is thrown out the window. Yeah, Absolutely. Rhaegar Targaryen, welcome back. Soul Assassin tagged and says, The Black Widow writer is crap and the director is very inexperienced. Um, only did four films over 20 years. Horrible combination. Yeah, it was all inexperienced at the top of the food chain. And by the way, one of the other screenplay writers... Oh, wait, that's right. Or was it when the, It was one of the screenplay or story writers had no credits to his name. None. So they, they brought in a nobody who had no experience writing to be a writer. That tells you all you really need to know. Let's be honest. Forever Sci-Fi, there's a difference between a strong female character and a masculine female character. The second is not attractive to men at all. Well, to some men. I'm being honest there. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a person for everyone out there. There's a person for everyone out there. All body types are attractive to someone out there. Uh, Punk Waddle, no one said that Lucas wrote all amazing female characters in the OG Star Wars, but the films were still great. So the pendulum had to swing so far the other way and are still poorly written. The problem, too, with Star Wars is that we know that they bought Star Wars because they wanted to be able to capture male audiences. Because they knew, and we, we know this as a fact, they knew and recognized as a brand Disney appealed to the vast majority of its audience being females being young girls, most especially. And so one of the motivating factors of getting Star Wars was because they wanted to extend their brand. Going into uh, 
you know, trying to reach out to much more of a male demographic. But you don't do that by taking a mostly male or male dominant, as far as the fan base goes, property, and then over-feminizing it to the point where you're just telling bad stories. And crapping on the strong characters that existed prior to that. Looking at you, Luke Skywalker. Or as we like to say around here, Jake Skywalker. All right. Uh, I appreciate this break. It allows me to catch up. I haven't even been able to put the 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 thing I want to talk about tonight. All right. Matthew Highland tagged and says, Oh, no, baby Thor. We'll get some prayers tonight. Thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Infirter says, Why, uh, hello there, people. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, Evan S., uh, I will bring you the ultimate pairing of sweet and savory. Pineapple on pizza, and you don't want to test me, helped Milo stop being... Uh, okay, Evan S. Okay, okay, that last part. Um, no, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, pineapple on pizza is anathema. It is anathema. It is heretical. It is heretical. Uh, Alien Ogre, uh, you must be new. I think Endgame is an objectively awful film. Because of the story. The story is the biggest reason why that film suffers so much. It's obviously, I think, got way too much CGI, too. And the the scenes really don't always look very good. A lot of it is just very artificial. The story to that movie is just not good. And especially the way they try and explain time travel. Because not only is it bad time travel, but then they try to change the rules in the movie. They contradict themselves in the rules in the movie, and then they don't even follow the changes in the rules that they made. So it's just a giant mess. And I heard someone the other day try and say, oh, well, they're going to fix all that with Loki and with the upcoming Doctor Strange film. And I'm like, no, it can't be fixed. They contradicted themselves. They said, here's how it works. They contradicted themselves and then didn't even follow that rule. That's just bad writing. Don't tell me it's the, oh, it's the long, it's the long haul. You're going to tell me that, that, that Marvel's going to be doing a long-haul, long-form story arc about time travel and how it really works without it being a complete cluster? I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. Jam Cruz says, Jethro Tull is amazing. Most progressive rock acts are. Yes, Genesis, Kansas. Yeah, uh, I was a huge fan of Jethro Tull as a kid. I went to my first concert, Jethro Tull, when I was 10 years old. I was the youngest kid there by a good 30 to 40 years, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Hardwick, I love you, dude, but tonight especially, not a good night to just continue on with the factoids man i appreciate it everyone you can see the comment there uh again thank you for the information dean heiss what's going on says sorry i posted a question that you answered uh no problem at all it sometimes happens just don't let it happen again just don't let it happen again uh, let's see. Harwick says, Chrissy Mayer's uh, Bisha Kali joke might just be the funniest thing I've ever heard on Friday Night Tights. I'm glad that you thought it was funny. Um, I know some people have put my uh, face and also my reaction to that one. It's not my kind of humor. So nothing against her or anyone else who find it funny. It's just not my type of humor. So I personally didn't find it funny, but guess what? That's, an, a, sub, that's a subjective view. That's a subjective view. Souls says, and that actress was wasted as task mistress, looked like a turtle with her head on a huge body. Yeah, to say the very least. 
Victor Fontaine, what's going on? JKD Bucks 76, who is a member, says, Sounds like decision uh, to not watch Black Widow was a good one. My 70-year-old mom, a diehard Avengers fan, said it was mediocre. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty big. Uh, Punk Waddle says, His name is Andy Lister. Too soon? Uh, there's a joke there that I'm missing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Punk Waddle says, of course they can come back. They may be at the end of time with all the locally variants waiting for waiting to be released. Punk Waddle, here's the other thing. They've already established that the, the, the timeline is so messed up it makes no sense at all. You can do whatever the hell you want. Not to mention, hey guys, they've created the Fountain of Youth. They, they literally created the Fountain of Youth. In Avengers Endgame. And then they decide just to gloss over that fact. There's no reason for anyone to die. God. Such a mess. Such a mess. Asparthy. I get what they were going for with Taskman, but they should have just used Olga uh, Krolenko in the suit, similar to what was done in Iron Man 3 with Mandarin. No, 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 Alex. Because that is not a good comparison. Mandarin in Iron Man 3 was not the Mandarin. They even confirmed that fact after with a one-shot that was on the Blu-ray edition of the film, maybe even on the other copies too, but the one-shot that makes it clear, no, the Mandarin was a real person, was a real threat, and Trevor's life is at risk for having emulated him. So it's not the same at all because in this film, they're saying, no, this is Taskmaster. Now, down the line, they might try and pull the whole, well, we did say it was the Taskmaster program. And so eventually the actual named character, who is traditionally known as Taskmaster, will eventually come in saying, oh, they're using the same technology that they used on what's her name back in Black Widow. That wouldn't surprise me if they did that. That would not surprise me at all. But yeah, the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 is not the actual Mandarin. And they actually confirm that very fact. They actually confirm that very fact. And Jeremy Swiggs, no, the Mandarin uh, was was not in Iron Man uh, 1. There's reference to the, the Tang Rings, I believe, in Iron Man 1, but they don't actually show um, the Mandarin himself. So we, we've not yet really seen the Mandarin played out on the full screen. So it's not the same at all in this case because one, Taskmaster, sorry, Taskmaster is a character who has an actual name. This woman is clearly not that character. Ipso facto, this is not Taskmaster. And there, there, there's no way for them to be able to, uh, to rectify that without just being stupid. Uh, Jam Cruz, one eighty four is basically a movie which features all of the SJWs are against. Seems to be a propaganda pl- a piece rather than a movie. It was really pathetic and lame. Yeah, that's just the thing too. Is to be honest, I-, I I don't really think I picked up on as many of the SJW themes in that movie. It was just not a very good. It was just not a very good movie. It was just a very poorly done movie. I I think that had more to do with it than anything else. Jacob by seventy six. A scene needs to breathe. Sounds like the editor suffocated this movie. Yeah, it totally sounds. Like that very fact. Absolutely. All right, let's see. Soul Assassin says, To be fair, John Wayne was and the Concast and crew had those radiation sensors but got rid of them because they kept beeping. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's sad. Uh, Punk Waddle 
says, I got my nose broken in college. All it did was hurt and make no nose just and make no nose just slight off. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Uh, Jam Cruz says, Black Widow lands in post position like, what, 100 feet in the air? Meanwhile, one of the black uh, female operatives broke her leg in the earlier part of the movie when she dropped half of that. Yep. And also, she didn't hit anything else on the way down either. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and because I was going to talk about it. So let's actually pull up the news story because I feel like I'm never going to get there. Uh, y'all are y'all are on fire tonight. Y'all are on fire to come tonight. Y'all keep me on the run. If y'all could just slow down just a little wee bit. Just slow down just a wee bit. And uh, I hate that. I, I, don't, I don't like calling people out. But if you have been tagging me a lot and your comments especially have been very long, please slow down. Please please for my sake slow down because i'm having a lot of fun but it's also like i'm getting tired now at this point uh the white fell dm and keck 44 thank you again for being over on odyssey i appreciate y'all's love and y'all's support but let's go ahead and dive into this story from deadline as it says here black widow post best <laughs> don't you love when the shill media has to pull some random um some random event and some random milestone that movies pull. Look at look at the spin on this. It posts the best non-holiday Monday during the pandemic at domestic box office. <laughs> it's like, really? Of all the records that you're going to say the movie is going to set and impress, it's the best non-holiday Monday during a pandemic. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Here's the number that they're kind of burying behind it all second weekend eyed at 24 million plus if it goes to 24 million which remember up up until this weekend the projections had 80 million as the low end projection guess what it only made 80 million it made the low end of the projections and normally uh many people suspect it to make the midway point of any projections this one made the lowest one so if 24 million is currently the lowest number, as is indicated by 24 million plus, that would mean this film, according to them, is guaranteed to have much more than a 50% drop week one to week two in the domestic marketplace. And if we see similar drops in other markets across the world, it means that this movie is not going to have made enough money to make its money back. Now, let me just put this out there. I'm not saying the film is a flop yet. I'm not saying the movie is a failure yet, but what I am saying is, and this is the point I made in my video today, you cannot ignore the fact that these numbers, right? These pandemic numbers, they might look great for the pandemic. They might look great for pandemic times, but here's what they don't do. They don't change the fact that the numbers and the money that they put into this movie and other movies that are coming out were all pre-pandemic numbers. When they were deciding and determining how much money to spend on any given film, they went in thinking the box office is going to be fine and normal. Not knowing, of course, that there was going to be this massive pandemic that was going to shut a bunch of theaters down and that the economy would be shut down because of the actions of a bunch of stupid governors and mayors across the country. And so that is something that is being ignored tremendously. People are getting so caught up in the weeds of this, 
to say, but it's the best pandemic showing. It's the best ever in the pandemic. Okay. However, you compare this to Rise of Skywalker. You compare this to Joker, pre-pandemic films, made almost two, $300 million more in their opening weekend worldwide than this film did. This film also doesn't get a China release, which tends to make the film look a little bit more impressive. Now, as I've mentioned before, uh, the Chinese number is a red herring because not only is it communism, but also because people always forget they only get about 25% of the number from China. So it really isn't all that impressive. For instance, Fast 9 has made over $215 million there. Guess what? It only gets about $50 million of that when all the cuts are taken by the Chinese Communist Party. So Black Widow being eyed to make $24 million means much more than a 50% drop. It, it was going to have to have like a severe hold. And even in this case, could it still potentially make money? Sure. Maybe the legs last a lot longer. Maybe they're able to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And of course, what we know they're going to do because they've already done it is they're going to claim that $60 million plus Disney Plus number, which I call BS on. Because remember, they have not released that number for any other film on Disney+. Plus. No other Premier Access movie on Disney+, Plus have they revealed any of those numbers for. So I call complete BS on those numbers. Because that's just what they're claiming. There's no third-party verification of any of these things. There's no way for us to confirm that for sure. We just have to take Disney's words for it. And we know that based off of how, oh, 20 million of that's probably from the domestic marketplace. Oh, isn't that convenient? 20 million plus 80 million is what? $100 million? That's all they care about. They care about that marketing. And again, it's a brilliant move for any business to do that because obviously, oh yeah, we made $100 million when you take into account all these other things. It's ridiculous. It says, after posting record, record domestic opening during the pandemic with $80 million, remember, that's only 10 million more than Fast 9. Only 10 million more than Fast 9 domestically. And guess what? Black Widow made twice as much of Fast 9 on its opening premiere night. It didn't have the same comparison in the days that came after. So yes, it's doing well for pandemic times, but it doesn't have a pandemic budget. That's the best way I think I could put that. It might be doing well box office-wise for pandemic times, but its budget and its marketing is not of the pandemic times, which means it has to make post and pre pandemic money to make money. And, uh, that ain't going to happen based on what we have seen from other films that have cost this amount of money in the past. Anyway, went to the North of 7.6 million, which is the best non holiday Monday during the COVID era to date. Paramount's, uh, quiet place. Part two owns the best Monday during the pandemic at nine million, but that was on Memorial Day. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Through eight days, Black Widow's cumulative stands at $87.5 million, currently booked at 4,160 theaters, which means, guess what? It is going to be yet another film similar to what we saw with Fast 9 to, yeah, it's going to cross $100 million domestically in its second weekend, but guess what? Fast 9 did it too. And guess what Fast 9 has that this film doesn't have? China. Which is, again, a good thing and a bad thing when you look at the actual raw numbers as such. But yeah, it's just people are not looking at the numbers the way 
that they should. They don't understand what it is that they're actually looking at or trying to look at. And it's not going to end up very well for them in the long run. Because again, they might be making the best of pandemic era numbers. But the budget they have to pay back, the marketing they have to pay back, that requires them to have pre or post pandemic era numbers, which we don't have the post yet because even experts are saying they don't think we're good. <laughs> experts are saying as they're trying to spin this as a major success, they're also trying to say, oh yeah, by the way, we don't think it's going to get back to 2019 numbers until about 2024. Oh, oh really? Isn't that interesting? Anyway, uh, let's go back to the chat. Harvey says, there's a 2005 Black Widow comic run that reveals that she is enhanced with a weaker Russian knockoff of the Super Soldier Serum. Here's the thing. Yeah, doesn't matter because that's not in the movie. I don't care if it's in the book, Hardwick. It's not in the movie. So it's, it's completely irrelevant. It's not in the movie. If it's not in the movie and the MCU is strictly what has been established in the, fil- in the, in the movie and the film and that is not talked about, it's irrelevant. Tina says, I still remember Family Guy mocking Black Widow. The Avengers ask her superpower. She says, kicking. Hulk claps. Tom, uh, Tony says, that's not a superpower. Don't encourage her. Yeah. Remember when the MCU used to be fun? Remember when they used to make really good movies? Well-written movies that were a lot of fun? Had a lot of fun to boot? 70B says, my grandmother used to say, there's a lid for every pot regarding love and couples. Aw. All right, let's see if I can get through as much as I can because we've got about 11 minutes left. Uh, yes, that is the correct thought. Again, anyone can enjoy that movie, and there are a lot of people who do enjoy the film, and I think that some of them enjoy it for good reasons. I do. It's not a good movie. It's, it's still not a good movie, though. Still not a good movie. Uh, James Fly 1000, welcome to the chat. 13th Warrior, who is a member, says, What do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Nepoyo Life Form. What about the whammon moment in Endgame? Make you cringe at all? Ooh, yes. Yes, yes. You mean how somehow there must have been some magical ability for all of the women's lady parts to, like, have this call? Hey, you know what? Maybe the whole pheromone thing started off in Endgame, and (laughs) then they're like, ooh, them all finding each other at the same time. That sounds like fun. Pheromones. Hey, let's make that a villain thing one day. (laughs) God, that moment is just so stupid. And not to mention, you have one of the worst line deliveries of all time. Hey, Peter Parker. Thank you, Brie Larson. Your life forum. Marvel is done. They have went the way of Star Wars. Yes. Yep. Sad but true. Jeremy Swiggs. Hello there. You complete me. I must draw you. You're the reason cavemen draw on walls. Please draw me like one of your cavemen. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Thursday Warrior, I saw Jethro Tull for about my fourth concert in 1973. Nice. Dude, Jethro Tull, great concert to go through. I actually saw, so I've seen a few concerts with them. I saw one when he had been injured. So he had done a stage dive, wasn't caught, and like broke his back, had some back injury problems. So he's in a wheelchair for a lot of his uh, concerts for a certain uh, time during uh, a certain time during his um during his concert series. And I didn't get to see him do this, but 
he was in the wheelchair rocking out that flute like no one's business. And then I think it was like two weeks later, I heard and read a report about how he was on stage in the wheelchair and then he jumps out of the wheelchair to the surprise of everyone and starts jumping around like he always does playing the flute. And I was like, man, I wish that could have been us. But hey, is what it is. Don't worry, I did not forget about you. The R. Thank you very much for the... $2 just a super chat. Says, opinion on Tomorrow War. Enjoyed, but my mind was off. Uh, yeah, here's the thing with Tomorrow War. I think that there is definitely some subjective elements that I found enjoyable. I can see why people subjectively enjoyed it. It's an objectively bad movie. And uh, not so much because of some of the extra things like I've mentioned with um, a Black Widow. I don't think the cinematography is bad. I don't think the editing is bad. I would say there's actually some good CGI. The, the creature design alone in... Uh, Tomorrow War is actually pretty well done. The issue that the Tomorrow War has is that its basic premise is stupid and nonsensical and can be easily taken apart. And it's really hard for anyone who's honestly looking at it as a movie to be able to look past the clear issues of the time travel logic that they use in the movie. Uh, So for me, the story is just not good. Not to mention, of course, the other key elements of the story that are just really bad and poorly written, which is one of my least favorite moments is, hey, uh, we need an expert on volcanoes. Oh, yeah, let's go to the high school student who happens to be obsessed with volcanoes, and then he's going to be able to tell us how some way ash fell at a very specific location, and then we're going to be able to triangulate exactly where those creatures would have been at the time because a high school student taught us. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, Anyway, uh, Punk Waddle. Well, the joke is when Loki says her name is Sylvia or sorry, Sylvie, plus a Family Guy reference of Stewie making a lame joke. I think I missed that. Uh, Jeremy Swig says, the Mandarin was in Iron Man. You you double repeated that, and I still, I still hold to what I had said the first time. Uh, again, in Iron Man 1, the actual character of the Mandarin is not really present. Uh, Ten Rings is present, but that's about it. The Reporial Life Form says, Iron Man 3 was the beginning of baiting and switching with Disney. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Hardwick says, Black's exact words about All Hail the King from an interview. The only reason they made that was an apology of fans who were so angry does not mean that that's not what was intended by what had happened. That does not mean that the Mandarin that they portrayed was not the... Because here's the thing. He was not the Mandarin. Even in Iron Man 3, we know he was not the Mandarin because he was just an actor. It was just an act. We do know that Ten Rings exist. We do know that that was indeed real. So, again, <laughs> please stop. Please, man. I know I know you're trying to be informative. I know that you're trying to help. It's just, it gets very, very grating, man. I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes people say I'm brutally honest, but hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Robert Frey, <laughs> Odin has turned Irish a wee bit. Just a wee bit, for sure. Just a wee bit. Yes, indeed. Slicer says, tag your it. Tag your it. Uh, Neporeal Lifeform says, I find the name Black Widow problematic. Triggered, I could be. Hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, are you sorry for the Karen Gillan action movie called Gunpowder Milkshake dropping tomorrow on Netflix? Hadn't heard of it. Uh, Karen Gillan, I think, is a very talented actress, so hey. 
If it's a fun time at the theater, why not? Uh, Jeremy Swigs, it probably is the lowest number, but first is the loneliest number that you ever knew. Bum, 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 bum. Jam Cruz. What happens when the numbers don't align with projection? Put a lot of confusing, complicated words in the article just to make it look the movie was successful while it really isn't. Yeah, when you start to say, hey, it did X, Y, or Z, and you're going to go ahead and try to put all these other caveats in, like, oh, it's the first it's the first time a movie on the second Tuesday of the month during a pandemic, but not during a holiday Tuesday that happened to make $10. Like, that, that's the kind of logic that's being used here to try and say, oh, it broke records. It's like, okay. You can say and spin, oh, Black Widow broke records. It's doing amazing numbers, Tom. Oh, wait a minute. What, what did films used to make prior to the pandemic? Not anywhere close to this, Tom. Oh, how much did this film cost? Just about the same as it did prior to the pandemic, Tom. Oh, so it's probably not going to make money. Oh, yes. <laughs> Seriously, like that's, oh, that's, that's the logic that's being used. That is uh, the logic that's being used. It's ridiculous. All right, Dean Heiss, I saw, uh, I had peeked over on that screen. So, Dean Heiss, thank you very much for the, I think it was five, ice cream donations. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, good sir. Appreciate the love. Can you feel the love tonight? Thirsty Warrior says, oh, oh, come on, man. Odie Million is great for a post-pandemic movie about post-living superhero. <laughs> 13th Warrior. That's a great point. This is the highest grossing movie during the pandemic on a Monday, on a Tuesday, about a character who happens to be dead, post-living superhero who is actually not a superhero, but just a person. But she's not just a person because she can fall from very fall places and actually hit herself on the side and, and, and really do damage to herself, but still be able to fall with grace. Record. Yes. And if you followed any of that, I commend you. <laughs> Alright, Buck says, Disney owns 40% of all entertainment. That's disgusting. Uh, get used to lackluster stuff. Yeah, it's kind of scary. And that's why I'm happy to see slow movement, but a lot of movement nonetheless happening with like antitrust lawsuits being brought against people like Facebook and I think YouTube's being brought to it as well. So I'm excited to hopefully see Disney. If, if Disney can start to get gone after, it's going to be hard because they got a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of influence. But hey, if it happened to Facebook and other giant tech companies, why not? Why not? All right, let's see. Father says, remember when the MCU was fun? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes, I do remember. Part of me kind of wants to go back and be like, I'm going to watch Iron Man 1 again. Because you know what? It was a fun movie. It was a good movie. And the Mandarin was not in it. <laughs> no matter how many times Jeremy Swig says it was. <laughs> At least not in an official capacity. Uh, Jake Dibbox 76, the cringe woman part in Endgame was parried in The Boys, apparently. Even a show on Amazon thought it was cheesy. I mean, you, you kind of have to be not with it to see that. Uh, Jeremy Swiggs, yeah, Brie was needlessly looking down Peter Parker, literal and metaphorically. Yeah, hey, Peter Parker, you want to hand me that? It was so bad. It was so, so bad. All right. I think I'm finally making some time here. Jeremy Swiggs says, I didn't double the post. You read it twice, which shocked when you read it after posting. 
No. Um, did you retract it and repost it? Because this does not have retractions. I was in a different part of it. So uh, I call you out on that, sir. I call your bluff. Matthew Highland. I wouldn't be shocked if all Chris Evans shows up in Doctor Strange 2 as the Human Torch. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least, at least it'd be entertaining. Because <laughs> it'd be ridiculous. Uh, thank you for your patience. Good, sir. Oh, J.M. Cruz, thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate uh, your comments, man. Indeed, I do have Irish heritage. This is a fact. Harwick says, wait, you just said Zed, and earlier you said bollocks. Are you turning British? Uh, kind of, sort of. There are people that I listen to and uh, channels that I watch who use X, Y, and Z. And so I kind of feel like I uh, randomly will pick that up sometimes. It's fun. I think it's fun to say uh, Zed. It's, it's, a, it's a very good time. It's a very good time. Uh, Punk Waddle says, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a blockbuster Black Widow today. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a blockbuster Black Widow today. Wait, what? I am very confused by that statement. <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> Don't say you miss Eon Flux. That wasn't a good movie either. <laughs> Father says, well, who's more powerful, Disney or Scientology? Uh, Disney. Scientology's got some pretty big names, but Disney has more, and I would argue, bigger names. Nerporeal Lifeform, thank you for being here. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Swig says, nope, one time, buddy. I thought you were in real time tonight. Ah, okay. I don't know, Jeremy Swiggs. I don't know. Someone's going to have to look back at the footage and uh, give us a ruling on that. But I am now caught up in the chat, and it is perfectly at time. Thank you all so very much for your love and for your support. A few people still watching on Odyssey. I'm sorry that there were some issues over there tonight, but make sure y'all light up that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. If you're watching on YouTube still, please smash that like button. It really does mean a lot. I want to say a thank you to every person out there uh, for all of your love and support tonight. Uh, Of course, I want to shout out my amazing mods. I want to shout out my amazing um, Valkyrie, Tina, and Steph for being here. Uh, shout out to Laura for being in the chat as well. Alex McCarthy, who's technically also a mod as well, um, though uh, I don't I don't know if I would uh, ever call him a, uh, a Valkyrie uh, for uh, <clears throat> biological reasons. But with that all being said, thank you all again for your tremendous love and support. Uh, Punk Waddle, no problem at all, man. It happens. Jeremy Swiggs, hey, you complete me too. Rosie G12, Keck44, Marbeat, Dog, Soul Assassin, Slicer Neons, Tina B says, Odin, oh, I uh, says, oh, Odin, Punkwaddle was referring to Wimpy from Popeye and is borrowing money to buy a hamburger. You need to study our pop. No, no. Now that you've mentioned that, I, I do get that. I, I didn't watch a lot of Popeye when I was younger, but I did watch Popeye. So as soon as that was explained, I'm like, oh, yes, I remember this. So thank you. Uh, by the way, <laughs> thank you. The R for the $2 Super Chat. Superhero Landing. Superhero Landing. Yes. After falling like 100 feet. And then also, remember, it's not that she fell. She fell, landed on something, which would have killed or crippled most people. And then even after that, somehow fell in a perfect pose and had no damage to her whatsoever. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Okay, man, you have a good night as well. Thank you again for everything. JKD Buck, God bless to you, good sir. Uh, And before we head out, of course, as I would... Um, always like to do. I want to shout out my members on the channel. 
uh, on the YouTube channel here who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. It's one of the perks that they get at that level. And then I will post my Patreon and Subscribestar shout-out and local shout-out video too. So a huge shout-out to Soul Extraction, Nico Blue, 4K III for Nikki. I think is what I was supposed to say. George Moylo, Mondo Spieler, Grim's Math, Riff Magos, Wicked Plumber, Sean McDee, Gomer Cal 79, Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Duet, Rich the Savior, Diamond Walking 55, M Tack Shark, Forever Sci Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, and Jace Doe. Thank you again, everyone, for being here and for supporting the channel. Make sure that y'all show some love to the mods in the chat. Show some love to the Valkyrie, to Tina and Steph, because they are freaking awesome and amazing people. And also, thank you again for spending time with us tonight. Uh, and Punk Waddle says later, Odin, everyone, these are always fun chats. Hey, I'm glad that you had fun. I had fun. It was a way for me to definitely be able to get uh, some steam out, so thank you again uh, for, for bearing with me on that, and again, I apologize if I uh, came across as too harsh to some people, but yes, Tina and Steph are both amazing, and they are the reason I breathe, they are the reason I'm able to remain as sane as I can on this channel. Uh, Force of Light Entertainment, I saw y'all just jump in at the very end of the stream, so thank y'all for stopping by. I appreciate it. But anyway, that is going to be it for me tonight, everybody. Please on, please be on the lookout for some more retro reviews. Got some stuff going on uh, as far as films that I've either watched or are about to watch. And it should be a lot of fun. Yes, you are the wind beneath my wings, Tina. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you very much. And Jeremy Swicks, thank you. Anyway, that's going to be it for me tonight. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, by the way, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we got the Good Morning Asgard podcast stream. On Thursday morning, we've got the OMB Report stream on the OMB Report channel, which is news and politics. And, of course, Friday, 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 we've got the Friday Night Tights podcast as well. Anyway, check out my website, ombreviews.com, for more information about all of the things. By the way, I have a new shirt. It's me eating pizza in an anime form, and it has pizza time underneath it. Check out my Teespring. Uh, I do plan, actually, to move to another tea vendor um, in the near future, just got an email about that, and I'll keep y'all posted on the changes that happen with that. But uh, it's going to be working with a company that Gary works with and is uh, run by and supported by um, veterans. So very excited to be working with them. Y'all have probably heard of them before, Mixed Teas. So excited to get stuff set up over there. But I will let you all know as soon as possible. There are shirts available at Tee Public. I don't know which shirts I have. I do know that the newer shirts that I have. I think are right now only on uh, Teespring. And again, mostly it's because of the convenience factor there. But I know that I do want to try and start to move away from Teespring. But I do have a Tee Public account. I just don't remember what shirts are available over there as well. Anyway, you guys are great. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribestar members. Andrew Hoyle, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P., Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, 
Laura, the modern major general's story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon, and also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash The New Number Two, J. Ra, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And I also want to make sure to shout out my Locals members. I am now available over at Locals.com, and I've got two monthly supporters over there. The first of my local supporters is Goblin Squatch. Shout out to you, good sir. And also, I now have a second supporter over on Locals.com, and that is Robert Barnes. Shout out to both of you very much. Thank you very much for supporting me on that new platform at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. If you want to find out more information about that, go check out my Locals uh, page. You can find the link in the description, and it tells you everything that you would get in that Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is right now the only level available on that platform. And I also want to make sure to shout out any new Patreon members. And for right now, I want to shout out Mondo Spieler, who is my newest member over on Patreon. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. It gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also, you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once-a-month podcast exclusively, where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level, and we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.